It's time for Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Morena, Mayor Phil Goff, how are you this morning? Morena, Rachel. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, feeling a little bit tired. I uh, was one of those uh, people that sat up and watched the uh, proceedings in London last night. And, uh, well, I mean, nobody does pomp and ceremony like the Brits, do they? No. Um, it, was, it, was, it was pretty fascinating in a moment in history. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, and London turned on the weather for it. It, it looked... Um, it looked fantastic and probably a fitting farewell to somebody that's been our head of state for, uh, well, 70 years, amazing length of time. Definitely is a, a moment in time for sure. Uh, let's talk about something a little bit closer to home this morning. Exciting news with the City Rail Link. Uh, we've bored through the last bit of the tunnel. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Last uh, Wednesday night, uh, we all gathered um, in under what is going to be the Wai to Wai Horatu station, which is on Aotea Square. And uh, it was amazing just going into it because you're actually standing in this vast uh, concrete cavern that's going to be the concourse and the platforms for the city rail link. And uh, got there some some speeches and good to have um, Hinarangi uh, Cooper, uh, Dame Fina Cooper's daughter there and, and her family to celebrate the occasion. Uh, we named the tunnel boring machine after Dame Fina Cooper because uh, it, the idea was, I think it was unstoppable, <laughs> overcome all obstacles and uh, get to where you want to go. Um, and that finishes the tunnelling for the city rail link. Now there's a whole lot more still to do. You know, we've got a we've got the shelves of the stations underground and and uh, in uh, in Tawai case on Wellesley Street, you know you can see the four-storey station. Well, there's going to be a another. Um, uh, 18 stories on top of that, or 17 stories on top of that, of uh, residences and retail. But um, this this is a this is a huge um, breakthrough for Auckland. Uh, you know, in a, in a physical sense, pun tunneling, intended, but yes. uh, yeah, no, no pun intended, because uh, you know immediately that the station opens, it doubles the capacity yeah. of light rail, cuts 10 minutes off getting in from the west, and actually probably a bit longer from the west, and uh, and about uh, a little bit less. Um, uh, just under 10 minutes from the mm-hmm. south, it it, um, it means that we've, we're, we're building towards a world-class public transport system, which is what we really need if we're going to cut back congestion and we're going to cut back uh, emissions. So, so re- yeah, momentous time. It is. It's very exciting. So remind us of the, the broad timeline. What are we looking at for, you know, people being able to get on these new trains? My guess is that the, uh, the the whole thing will be up and running by early 2025. Um, you know, we had a, a delay caused by COVID, um, which was a which was a bugger. But what can you do about it? Um, and you know, what was amazing about the tunnel breakthrough is that these guys have been, you know, except when they were locked down, uh, when the the machine was only going at a snail's pace, but they've been working, you know, 24-7 uh, to get that tunnelling done. And uh, then you've got to connect it up with the rail system. So, you know, we'll connect to the tunnel at uh, at the Altia station area with the one under uh, Albert Street, and then that goes through to Britomart, and then you're building on the mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the Mount Eden site, uh, Mangafo site, um, you know, a big station there. Yeah. And uh, it's 
it's all the connecting of the systems together, and then you've got to build because you've got longer trains. It's future proofed. Um, you've got to you've got to do um, more level crossings that mm-hmm. have got to be you know bridges over, tunnels under, or closed, um, because the, the rail service is just going to be so much bigger in the future than it is today. Well, let's talk a wee bit about recycling now. Another thing that's happening in the city. There's been a, a trial scheme running for a wee while, and it's got a couple more weeks, I believe, left of it, which is uh, aiming to try and get larger plastic items. This is things like buckets, laundry baskets, that sort of larger, uh, less recyclable or less easily recyclable uh, plastic material into a recyclable system there. How's this been going and and what's the ultimate goal with this? Is this something that Auckland Council is hoping to make a permanent feature of the recycling system? Well, it uh, it depends on the trial. The ultimate goal, of course, is um, the target of uh, zero waste by by 2040. And uh, you know, it's just crazy. Um, you know, talking about recycling uh, and 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 emissions every year we send more than 1.6 million tonnes of waste to landfill mm-hmm. uh, in our city. You know, that's a tonne a person. And what we're trying to do is create a, a circular economy where instead of just dumping stuff in landfill, we recycle, we reuse it. Because all of the oil product that goes into plastic, um, you, you don't want to, you know, you, you, you don't want to dump that in the ground. What you want to do is to turn it into new products that can continue to be used. And what we're aiming to do in this trial is you know, the, the big plastic items that you can't put out in your recycling bin, um, plastic laundry baskets, uh, buckets, chairs, dishwashing racks, um, you know, rubbish bins and storage bins and that sort of thing. So it's, it's what's called number number five mm-hmm. um, polypropylene plastics. And at the moment, they just they go to landfill. So what we're doing is we're they can be dropped off at our, our community recycling centres. So we've got those in Devonport, Helensville and Waiuku right up until the end of October. And then they go to a place called IP Plastics in Papakura, which then, um, you know, melt them down uh, into plastic resin and then re, um, refashion those into things like, like rubbish bins, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. uh, wheelie bins, etc. cetera. Um, so, you know, it's, it's where we want to go in the future. And what we're looking at is how well this will work, what the level of demand for it is, um, uh, whether it can be made economic as well as, um, you know, environmentally sustainable. And and I'm really hoping that we'll get a breakthrough on, in this area. And, of course, the other thing that we'll be looking at recycling in the, over the next couple of years is all of our food scraps, which will go down and be converted. Instead of being landfilled and with all the methane gas escaping, it'll be converted into compost and uh, methane that'll be used to heat um, uh, hothouses, uh, you know, glasshouses for, for, for growing tomatoes, that sort of thing. So it's part of the way we're changing and we need to change and it's really good to see the progress being made. Now, of course, the big thing going on across the country, but for us here in Tamaki Makoto as well, is the local uh, government elections. People should be starting to receive their voting papers at the moment. Now, how long have they got to send those off? And what happens if you haven't got a voting paper? We did talk about this last week, but I think you can't talk about it enough. No, no, you can't. Um, I got mine on Friday, and most people should have them by now. And if you haven't got them in the next couple of days, then uh, ring the electoral office or, or ring council. So you get these purple envelopes in the mail, and you open it up, and it's got a little booklet in it that tells you about the candidates that are running in your area. Now, in my area, we only had two votes to cast, one for the mayor, one for the ward councillor, uh, because we only had three nominations for the um the Wairoa section of the uh, Franklin local board where I live and um, 
and you don't have those long lists um, that nobody could ever understand of the district health boards. So it's straightforward to do. You open it up, you put a tick alongside the candidate that you want to support for the mayoralty, the uh, candidate, and in some cases candidates, you, you're able to vote either one or two for your ward councillors. Um, your local board, which is generally about um, eight or nine uh, local board members, you put you fold the, the ballot paper, you put it into the orange envelope, and then you dump it either in a, a, a you don't dump it, that's the wrong word, isn't it? <laughs> no, you, you, you carefully place it um, in, the New, in a New Zealand Post street uh, post box, mm -hmm. or if you, you can't find one of those, uh, outside most countdown supermarket stores, you'll have uh, ballot boxes, or you can, you, can, um, you can place it at Auckland Council libraries or council service centres mm -hmm. and some, some, some of the transport hubs. We're trying to make it relatively easy for people just to commit that act of voting. It doesn't take long to fill out the ballot paper. You do need to do a little bit of homework. You've got to work out who you want to vote for and why, and there are differences between the candidates. Mm -hmm. You know, Try to make sure you understand those differences. Find somebody that reflects your point of view, uh, You know, and hopefully it's a progressive point of view, listening, you know, those listening to, uh, um, to BFM, um, and, and, and make sure that those are the people that um, will take responsibility for running our city into the future. Now, we haven't actually asked you this yet, although I know you've talked about it in other places. Who are you hoping is going to fill the mayoral role when you leave it? Yeah, well, the first thing I've got to say is um, it's not a, an official endorsement because it's not my role to tell people of Auckland uh, who they should vote for, for whoever my successor might be. Um, so I just put it, uh, I personalise it. Uh, who did I vote for? Uh, I voted for Fessor Collins because I believe that he'll carry on the, the really important work that we're doing to improve our transport infrastructure, uh, to promote the changes that we need to uh, mitigate carbon emissions and adapt to climate change, uh, and that he has the experience because he's um, done six years on council. He's done six years prior to that on local board. Um, he, um, I think that he will establish continuity and be able to work with other councillors and that's really important because the mayor only has one vote on council and if you can't collect a group of people around you uh, that will support your vision and your policies you're going to be stalemated and we haven't had that for six years and I don't want to see that happen in the future uh, I, I think Fessor has got those qualities that will enable him to work with others on the council as shown in the last six years. Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Mayor Phil Goff. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. We've just got a handful of, of kōrero left with you, uh, but we yeah, will... Yeah, only two or three. Look and forward to the... it. <laughs> OK. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the show, Rachel. Anyway, all the best to, to you and your listeners. Uh, ka kite anō. Ka kite, we'll see you next week. Bye. That was Sounding Off with Phil Goff. Thank